Chair. Okay, I call the meeting to order. The first item on our agenda is to approve the minutes of, whoops, wait, you can hear me, yes? Okay, is to approve the minutes of last meeting. I don't know if you could bring those up, Eliza or Sherry, or if everybody has a copy. One second, I'll bring them up. They're also on this screen too, if that's helpful. The minutes are also oh, over there, if that's helpful. That's helpful. <laughs> Once we review those, if anybody would like to make a motion to update those or a motion to approve them as they are. I move to approve the minutes as they are. We have a second. I second. It's motioned and seconded that we approve the minutes from the last meeting as they are. Is there any debate or are we ready for a vote? We're ready for a vote. Okay. Would each person uh, say their name and indicate what their vote is, please. I'm Kim McDonald and I vote yes. Todd Wyant, vote yes. Paula Schumacher, vote yes. The ayes have it. The motion is adopted. We will accept these meeting minutes. The next item is public comment. Eliza, do we have anybody? We have nobody present in the room or online for public comment. Thank you. The next agenda item is to receive an update a report from the Lawrence Police Department. Are they here? Yes. Thank you, have the floor. Hi, uh, Adam Hepley, uh, Deputy Chief of Police. I just wanted to give a brief update on uh, kind of the status of our working with the city clerk's office. And then I'm gonna turn it over to um, investigators, Detective Pruitt and uh, Investigator uh, Williams to talk uh, a little bit more about some cases that we have worked uh, in the past year. Uh, one of the difficulties we've worked through or are working through is probably more fair to say, uh, is ensuring that anytime we have an incident, a, a report or a calls for service that has, uh, uh, that comes into this area of, of body work that we are able to efficiently let the city clerk's office know uh, what's going on and do that in a proper way that doesn't violate any uh, laws or rules about disseminating information improperly. Uh, so we're working on that so that, you know, on the other side of it is if they have uh, someone whose license needs to be reviewed or an incident which triggers a review of a license that the board can know uh, in a timely manner and that nothing is falling through the cracks or at least uh, as much as possible isn't falling through the cracks. So uh, what, what typically occurs now is any time uh, a patrol officer who is the primary responder to any call for service or incident um, comes into something that, that potentially touches this world, uh, they will 
send a notification to the investigation division supervision uh, who then reaches out to uh, for now of detective Pruitt and uh, it'll be McKenzie uh, sorry investigator Matt Williams also so that it's not one point of failure and then we work to ensure that we're notifying the city clerk's office Eliza and Sherry to ensure that uh, they know what uh, they need to to do the work that you all are doing and it's done in a, a proper and appropriate way so it's, it's been a little bit of a uh, uh, I won't say struggle but I'll say difficult process to make sure that everything is being notified um, through the correct and proper channels uh, because we can't just pass certain information across because everybody has uh, privacy rights and there are core Kansas Open Records Act rules on what we can and can't provide out and uh, in the course of an investigation. So we just want to make sure that we're being very careful about uh, those rules and that we're uh, staying true to them. So uh, that's where we're at right now. Uh, if you have any questions, I, I'd be happy to answer them. And if not, I would ask uh, Detective Pruitt and Investigator Williams to uh, go ahead. Okay, I'm oh, sorry, hearing no questions, go ahead. Finding the mute button, sorry. <laughs> Isis laughing at me. Uh, so it's, we are we do get contacted occasionally, rarely, on situations that might involve a body work license. Um, we have uh, it, it was probably two and a half years ago, three years ago, there was a case that came up. Someone made a report on someone who is a body worker here in town. Uh, investigated that, trying to be non-founded. Work with my the complaint turned to be non-founded and work with my supervision to just to go ahead and clear that. Um, otherwise, we, if you saw recently last week, uh, there was uh, an arrest made uh, here in town and um, a search warrant done at a local business. Um, no one was licensed there. But we did work with the city clerk's office uh, in, in assisting what we investigated, but we had to get some basic information from them. Um, late last year, still somewhat of an active case, we did investigate um, uh, a place that provided uh, body work, and um, there was no arrest made of that, but there's still an affidavit in the system for uh, because that other person's in another state there held up by another agency but we're still working that case but that one's been done completed everything we know uh we we don't work a lot of these cases but when we do we take them seriously appreciate the clerk's office working with us to give us the needed information we need to to show up and ask questions we we do every time we make a contact we do bring a packet of information uh which includes uh, the bodywork application, uh, a copy of the city of, of the municipal code. Um, we also have uh, human trafficking information in there uh, in multiple languages, so people can read that if they need to. Um, state uh, the state trafficking state statutes, human trafficking state statutes in there. So that's really our our desire, ultimate desire. So it's in a situation they want to be and we're going to hopefully help them but uh, but yeah that's all i've got uh deputy chief do you have something else for me to clarify no i i think that's appropriate uh, just i guess i just did want to add that one of our focuses of of those investigations at least uh, probably the main focus is to ensure that there is not uh, human trafficking going on and if there is to address it and uh, uh, to work those um, as much as we can. Uh, sometimes, you know, we, we believe that's the case and, and we work that process and sometimes it isn't, but uh, we're always willing to look at those cases as much as, as uh, we can. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and I would just assure that we're, we're just not go willy 
willy-nilly, <laughs> just running around uh, in, in both those other cases, uh, this last year and most previously, uh, were contacted by somebody else. And then at that point, we begin our investigative process. So. Thank you. Yep. And uh, unless the, the board or uh, anyone has questions, that is uh, what we have to report. <laughs> I guess um, this is Paula Schumacher. I was just wondering then, it sounds like uh, you don't have very many of these cases and the ones that you've had seem to have um, not resulted in like uh, human trafficking. Uh, I know you can't share a lot of information, but do you feel that when it was possible that perhaps it was a case of not really understanding our laws and that the body workers did in fact kind of come into the fold and get registered? Um, I, I, Adam Hepley, Deputy Chief of Police. I, I wouldn't um, read too much into that the cases haven't progressed yet. Uh, no. I believe the first case was, I believe, human trafficking. Uh, there are a ton of obstacles that investigators, when they work these, run into. Uh, I'm not speaking to this specific case, but I do know a common practice is for uh, the women that are, are in these positions, their passports are held in other states by other people. So there's a lot of obstacles that you have to work through, including language barriers to, to try and get them to understand that we are not um, trying to further victimize them. Uh, so, and then another uh, obstacle to that is a lot of times when these cases, I shouldn't say a lot of times, I am aware when these cases occur and we contact uh, the women that are being put in these positions in some of these situations where trafficking is occurring, as soon as they are released from our care or you know we put them somewhere to be safe, uh, they're moved quickly so that um, that cases are difficult to continue. Um, and then just the, the justice system's extremely slow and sometimes painfully slow. So I don't want, I would, I wouldn't want you to read too much into the lack of prosecution at this point for some of these. Um, and then, and then I don't mind saying that there are other cases where it isn't human trafficking. It's just probably a person who shouldn't be doing this work, you know, doing this work. And those are infrequent, but do happen. And that is something that Sherry and Eliza have been working um, with the, the department and, and on their own with the, the advisory board on. Um, and I think that part is working well. And I, I'll add um, on to that. I think from our perspective, we do have individuals who come in who were not licensed and just can't come into compliance because they don't have the training or education. And so um, I think that's part of the not getting licensed is if some of these folks just can't meet the licensing requirements. Thank you, Sherry. I think you answered it better than I did. I appreciate that. It was all insightful. Any questions from anybody else? I don't have any questions. Uh, thank you for letting us know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I second that. Thank you for your time. Thanks yes. for the opportunity and uh, the investigators are the ones doing the real work. So I, I also thank them for, for their time. And can I just add, Chair, if you don't mind, before um, you know the, they move on to, I'm sure, lots of important work, is there specific information that you all are interested in, just so if we do an update in the future, we have an idea of the type? I know we had some struggles with getting data to you on our licensing, and it's good sometimes to clarify what is helpful to you all as a board to know, because that might help us in what we're wanting to track moving forward or pay attention to. Yeah, I think there was, you know, there was a question of, uh, you know, I think it may have come up like, you know, there seems to be places that 
you know, seemed to fit a profile, and we're just wondering what was going on with that after two years in, and it was explained very well just now what was going on with that. And uh, yeah, I, I can't think of any other specific things that are on my mind. I guess I might ask the, um, the from the police department perspective, is there's anything that they found particularly difficult to work with uh, or things that they feel are missing that we could provide as far as the law or what we've set up? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I, I feel like this, this group has done a good job um, in a pretty difficult situation trying to thread a needle um, between, you know, some kind of structured oversight and uh, making sure people can operate businesses that are legitimately trying to operate businesses. So, yeah, there are probably some things that would be helpful that specifically, um, like I said, we're just not running into businesses and checking licenses. Um, we are pretty, we have usually reasonable, we have a reason, we have a reasonable reason if not probable cause to be in the business when we arrive. Uh, there are other agencies that, um, they can do license checks and just come in and do a license checks. And, and back in the day, my recollection of when this all began, that uh, that's not something Lawrence wanted at the time. So uh, it does make it a little harder. Uh, really, we wait for these type of cases to come to us, and we definitely have plenty to do. Um, but it sometimes would be easier to you know if there's a, whoever does licensing checks, I don't think maybe we have a licensing check on this. That would be, uh, uh, I would call a tool to make more contacts um, if we were to look at these more often. But that would be a question for Deputy Chief Huffley uh, to, to answer if that's something we even want to do. But we, we, we wait for these cases to come to us. Um, and there are not too many, but recently we've had a few. We don't, we don't want to pick on anybody. We don't want to be mean to anybody, but we want to make sure uh, people uh, want to be there. Uh, they're not being trafficked. Um, they're not being forced to be there. And uh, sometimes it's, it's hard to check those things out without saying we're, we're picking on somebody. And that's not our intention at all. We just want to make sure people are safe and uh, abiding by the rules that everyone who has a body work license has to commit to, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I guess Tom, this is Paula, Todd and, and Kim, I guess, from your perspective of working in the field, does it make sense that uh, it would be a more hands-off approach waiting for cases to come to them as opposed to on occasion doing random checks for licenses? Does it make sense uh, for them doing the way they're doing it? This is Kim. Um, just, just the fact that uh, Lawrence has currently a lot of um, activity going on with um, some out, outside issues from this particular meeting, and I know the police department is extremely busy with those, those items. Um, I think my thought is as we expand as a community with um, the Panasonic um, being built, the, the community that's bringing in um, and we're growing and infrastructure, I don't know if, you know, just what we have in place should just ride it out and we're also post-pandemic. Um, I think uh, 
What I hear for myself personally are people that I come across that are quote unquote massage therapists, Reiki practitioners, or anybody who's um, body work. And I always ask them, are you licensed? And they go, what are you talking about? I don't need to be licensed. And it's like, nay, nay. <laughs> so those are the things where I'm, I'm concerned that where they're getting their information and that's where I guide them to you and also our webpage and um, getting them the correct information. And um, there's just so much going on right now with Lawrence. I'm hoping that just what we have in place right now will be structurally sound as we continue forward with our panel. But I don't, um, licensings check, I, I don't know unless something happens in the future that something blossoms and that's really out of control. Maybe that's something we can look at further down the road. I just don't see it being um, productive right now with everything else happening in our community. If we're okay and you're not seeing a lot of it and we're not hearing things from other people by word of mouth, um, that's always you know, something to keep in the back of our minds. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't have to police department. Uh, Kim, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. Uh, there's, you know, the, the ability to do spot checks and stuff may have us picking up cases a little quicker or a little more frequently. Um, and I know it is something that other uh, departments and some other communities are doing, um, but there's a lot of different things at play and one of them being community expectations you know how much policing in air quotes you do is depending on what the community wants the second one is uh, very much what you spoke of in uh, all the different things going on uh, how much capacity would we have to go out objects and uh, one of my fears is that the spot checks would be seen as a disingenuous um, way to do it unless we were doing spot checks at every business if we were just picking up certain ones because to be blunt i think you could drive down the street and go that's probably not a place that has somebody who's been through a lot of schooling and and that sort of thing and uh, but there is not a that's not a good way to do business in a, in a fair partial way so uh, my personal opinion is, uh, is is kind of what you said for now this is probably a good way to do it and and i would hope that we would uh, that we would get a lot of uh, involvement from the community that does know what what the business should be and letting us know places that we should be looking at um, uh, but if if we get to a point soon or not soon where we need to be more proactive um, that is something that that we would not be opposed to it's just a capacity thing so mm -hmm. long-winded way of restating what you said <laughs> Chair, may I respond to that as well? Uh, one thing that we have uh, discussed, and I'd be curious to hear your input on, is we have done this with other businesses where um, we can do, it's not a perfect system, but Google searches, things like that of massage, who is advertising massage. And it, we keep a list of where um, one of the requirements is that anyone who is um, licensed as a body worker has to submit where they work. Um, because some may work at more than one location. And um, so we could then reach out to businesses who are advertising massage but do not have any um, individuals listed at working at their location and just do, whether it's every six months or once a year, that check and get notices out that just say you, you know, because the code does require that they do not hire, allow any unlicensed individuals to work at their establishment. Now that wouldn't necessarily lead to a um, 
a, a license check, but we would just send notice. We do the similar if an individual calls that a solicitor was at their house and they didn't have a license. We'll call, the, they don't know their name, but they know the business they were working for. So we'll reach out to that business and say, we require a license to be a solicitor in Lawrence. So, so that's something we could do from the clerk's office that's just reminding those businesses. But obviously we would want to have that conversation with um, um, the police department because we also want, there's that balance between making sure we're not doing something that might actually make a case or something they're working on more difficult. Um, so we, we're, we're going to continue to work with them to look at ways that we can, um, you know, have that balance of trying to get individuals into compliance, but also not interfere with the work they're doing related to human trafficking. And I hope that made sense, <laughs> that I connected those dots on that. Um, this is Paula Schumacher. Uh, I like that idea because it's trying, it's not punitive, it's trying to get people to come into compliance. And it, it could be as simple as, you know, somebody didn't update their place of work, or that uh, a company didn't know, or a company moved and they didn't update their place of work. So I like that idea. I guess, uh, I don't know if that would be a, a, le a letter type thing um, that you you, know, we, you could draft and we could look over maybe. Um, and I agree with you, it doesn't have to be continual. It could be quite an, an effort to do that Google search and compare. So I think um, that sounds interesting. I would be interested in that. Um, I guess I would like to hear what uh, Todd and uh, Kim think about that idea. Yeah, it's to me that sounds reasonable. Just you know, it's, it seems like a reasonable check. I mean, we do have the ordinance, and and you know, have some kind of a way of seeing if it's being uh, fulfilled. Uh, one one thing that yeah yeah one thing that uh, just came to mind as you were uh, talking about you see these that massage businesses are advertising. And so like on Google, probably uh, sex businesses, sex trafficking, uh, human trafficking places are probably not advertising on, on Google, I'm guessing. But as I found out, as we were doing the, uh, the uh, putting this ordinance into effect, that there are places that are there are places for those uh, uh, inst uh, those uh, businesses to advertise, and I wonder if that would be a way. Oh, I see you're being advertised on, you know, what I forgot what it was, body rub or something like that, and use that as a um, not a probable as a, a reason to check license. Wow. I think, you know, with, um, with the social media and um, all the different search engines, and then you have um, the dark net, which um, can lead us down the black hole. I mean, it's just, it's, um, there's so much to be looking at. And I think the other thing that um, it was brought up too is that individuals can work multiple places and depending on what's going on um, with that business, they might end up becoming independent. And so, um, for that business, you might have not necessarily um, all all uh, massage therapists or body workers that are up to date, licensed, but um, are changing for whatever reason in their life lifestyle or change of career, whatever that is. That's that would be almost a revolving door as well, and um, that would. Um, I think once you get, um, if they have a website or um, some other connection to a search engine, that's one way to do it. But then also know that um, the, you know, once it comes into, once it comes into play with any type of search engine, anything can be just maneuvered behind back doors. That's the only other thing that I'm thinking about. 
So um, that might be also like a license check, um, having something checked on Google or something like that, and just to find somebody's name for research, that might be taking up a lot of everybody else's time as well than just doing a license check. Um, I like the fact that we could have a letter that would go out to everybody that when it's time for them to renew their license to make sure that certain things are still um, in compliance. And that would be a nice way of handing them, you know, information, renewing uh, their license, renewing their information about what they're responsible for as a body worker and staying in compliance with our ordinance and warrants. And, and I will just say that this is work that we do when we implemented this license. The only way we communicated with the bodywork community at that time, massage community, because we learned a lot through that process, was to search for businesses. And so this isn't something that we don't do. If we're updating codes, this is fairly regular. We did a big update to our taxi code and created licensure several years back, and we had to just search and find so we could reach folks to let them know that there's a change. So, so it's not, this isn't something that's unusual, I guess, I, just to be clear that, you know, we know it's not perfect, but it's the best way to try to find our stakeholders um, when we're going to make a change that might impact them if we don't already have their contact information because they're, because they're not licensed. Gotcha. Okay, I understand now. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So, um, do we have any more questions for uh, the police department? I do. <laughs> um, okay. This is Todd. Do you think that this ordinance has had any effect on human trafficking in Lawrence? Because it seems like if you can't, you know, you have to investigate by complaint that I think it's done, uh, it's done a service to, for us to be able to, to uh, stop, like, uh, pull licenses from people who shouldn't be practicing. Um, thinking of specifically a couple cases of uh, uh, sexual assault that uh, male massage therapists were doing. So it gives a, the city a way to uh, stop that from happening. But has it had any effect on, on people who are, who are trafficking? Are there, is it less of it going on now due to this, law, this ordinance? Or has it made any difference in your opinion? Um, so to, to say, has it had an impact on human trafficking? I think that's difficult to say, but I, I haven't seen a measurable impact on the human trafficking and the, the places that put forward that as a, uh, as their business model. I hate to use it that way because it's horrible, but, um, the problem with those businesses is they operate outside of, you know, most laws, so they just don't care, quite frankly. Right. It, it does give us uh, an avenue to start working on those at times. Uh, I have been um, uh, surprised in a positive way about the, the additional tools to deal with the uh, the incidents that are, are sex assault as opposed to, you know, human trafficking one. Um, it, you, when, when the, when the bodywork advisory and licensing and everything started, I think it was our desire to be more aggressive in that area in the, in, for lack of a better way to put it, more aggressive in the policing of the license of licensure, uh, which I completely understand. Uh, there's a lot of reluctance to that. I get that, and where we where we landed, I think is is probably the best uh, that we could do at the time. Um, I think it will need to evolve over time, but I I don't believe that we need to change course today um, based on you know what we have. I do think some more. Um, proactive checking of businesses would help us identify maybe a little sooner. Um, uh, but to be honest, how that looks, I haven't quite got lined up in my mind because again, part of it's 
the clerk's office and what they have the capacity to do and and you know starting out with letters and stuff may be a good hey we're watching um and then a little bit of uh you know the more attention that we can draw to places that do this this human trafficking that that uh, if we can draw attention to those maybe they at least go well well don't go to lawrence because they're paying attention to that and, and while it doesn't solve the problem maybe it, it prevents it just a little bit and i have to take that win when i can get it thank you as a follow-on to that i guess uh, this is Paula. I'd like to know if going through the process of having this board has made the interaction of the police force with the bodywork community better. Uh, definitely police department. It totally has for me personally. Um, I I could I think I could speak for the department of saying we have a lot more contacts and a lot more uh, knowledge about this than we did when it started. Um, you know I, I feel like now I have an avenue to reach out to somebody and go, uh, is this does this sound right to you? And a good sounding board of this, uh, sorry, bad choice of words, a good uh, group of of knowledgeable people to go, does this track with what you guys know to be this kind of work and uh, and get a good uh, uh, knowledgeable response uh, i was extremely ignorant about the industry going into this and was just utterly shocked at how many different disciplines were represented here at lawrence specifically um, so that that has been good for me uh, but that's just on the police side i shouldn't uh, speak for sherry on the, the city clerk side because i think she probably interacts with with uh, the community more than we do yeah i think it's um I think we all know when this first rolled out, there was a lot of concern and worry from um, the bodywork community, but we certainly working on it have a, you know, a good relationship. I hope they feel like they have a good relationship with our office and, and having the advisory board um, you know, to be able to um, bring issues to when they arise has been beneficial. And in terms of, obviously this is just anecdotal <laughs> and hopefully um, uh, this can be argued perhaps from um, Detective Pruitt, but at least initially, um, we had a lot of interactions with individuals where I was handing out information that, that um, Detective Pruitt had provided regarding um, human trafficking, where I would bring individuals into my office and speak to them one-on-one -on -one because they were being brought in. They didn't speak English. They were bringing it, being brought in by um, someone that they, they were not related to or, or couldn't really say who they were. So I know that at least initially in those first two years, we were at least able to provide a lot more awareness and some resources. The impact, I don't, I can't say. Um, I recently had an interaction with an individual who did get licensed. We were able to help her get licensed and she came back in and to meet with me and wanted to give me a gift and she was no longer with the person she had been with previously. And so I think it may not be huge, it may not have been directly human trafficking, but I know that we've helped some individuals get into safer spaces and work that is um, legitimate, I guess, for lack of a better word, in terms of being licensed and getting training. I have one more question uh, for uh, for Adam. Sometimes, as we get obvious creeps <laughs> trying to, you know, that mistake our business for uh, a sex business, and there's, um, you know, they have certain questions they might ask. Hey, uh, do you do groin massages and things like that that are you know, uh, not specifically ask, you know, breaking the law, but they're seeing where they could go. And we try to really screen those people out so that our therapists don't 
get in a, into any dangerous situations or even just awkward and uncomfortable. Um, do you get calls from massage businesses saying, hey, this person is asking, uh, you know, apparently asking for sex, or, or do you have any of those kind of calls? And also, what would you advise us to do in those cases? Is it something you would want to be informed about? Uh, so, this is one of the things that we were finding very difficult about gathering information. Um, so if somebody calls in to the dispatch center, because typically any calls start at dispatch center, the dispatchers have, you know, a, a number of different ways to title the call. Something like that would be most likely be called um, an RSO, which means request to speak with officer. And then they would type, you know, a reporting party has questions about a, and you know, I'm just creepy guy um, in, in a massage business or something like that. So on the back end for um, data people to go in and find that call has been pretty hard. We do want that information and I, I would try and this would be a good thing that I think we could probably troubleshoot together. Uh, maybe something that we could work on between now and the next meeting is what would be a good way to communicate that kind of information. Um, because what we're, to be blunt, what we're also running up against is um, staffing and resource issues. And if, if there's a call that says, you know, they want to report information about a, a, a guy who was asking questions that were most likely, I think we all could probably agree, we're going down the road if he was looking for some illicit activity. Um, that would probably go to a desk officer or a civilian report technician. So we probably need a way to um, collect that data and then we could start working those in a way that's walking a line of appropriate because if somebody's not broken the law, you know, does the police department want to be showing up knocking on the door and, and you know, it, it, that gets into where people would be uncomfortable with it. But at the same time, I'm with you. I, I want to make sure that the, the people that provide the legitimate kind of work here in town don't get put in a position where one of these guys is, is trying to take advantage and anything to dissuade that is, I, I guess, long story short, that is something we're struggling with. That information I would like, uh, what, what, I would, what would help us all is if we could brainstorm some ways to communicate that information that ensures it's being taken into account but not being used to uh, do anything that we don't want our police force doing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not trying to dodge it. It's, it's a really complicated issue that, that um, we need to look at. I just am not clever enough in the moment to come up with a way to take in that information and use it appropriately. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, this is Paula. Maybe what we uh, could do is have a motion to create a list of questions, inappropriate requests that massage uh, body workers get. And and I don't know if you would have like a, a level of inappropriateness or, or not with that, but maybe uh, just as a draft that we could provide to the police just as a first step? This is Todd. I took a, a, an online course for massage therapists about how to recognize when people are, you know, when they come in, they just push a boundary and then push the next boundary and then they're just seeing where they can go without incriminating themselves. And uh, this class had a lot of real specific uh, uh, things I could, I could take some notes on that and and uh, send it to to uh, you if you would like. Uh, I don't know. If we, I'd be very interested in that information. That would be good. Uh, anything that helps us inform what we're looking at. I'm, I'm a data person. I like I like all that. So that 
Sure. Sherry, do we need a motion for that or? No, you. I'll just do it. Yay, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you want him to uh, provide that to you as well, Sherry and Elisa? Yeah, that, that would be great because that's something we could look at. Um, obviously, our code um, doesn't really have an education piece in outside of what you're required to take, but perhaps we could talk to the city attorney's office and see if there's something that we could just provide or have on our site that kind of gives some guidance on those issues. So it's something we can, you know, we could look at as well and see if there's something we could be doing to get that information out to the licensed um, community. Oh, right, about, or, or maybe even work with the police as far as uh, if it starts to become more and more of an issue, uh, if you are experiencing these kinds of things, call it in. Exactly. Right? I see. Okay. And then um, I was wondering, do we want to have a motion for a proactive checking of uh, businesses? Uh, we had talked about that before, maybe a once a year Google search. Doing uh, maybe having um, Sherry and Elisa draft a process and a letter for us to review. So um, you're you obviously can can do that, but I would say it is under under the city code. It is under my purview to send notices. I think it's just more getting general direction that you all are okay with that based on our the initial. Um, I would say attitude around checks and stuff. I think it's just good to get that feedback from you all that you don't feel like that's too in, um, invasive of the bodywork community. I'll leave that for um, Todd and Kim to respond to. This is Todd. You know, it's it's the it's what the ordinance is. I don't think it is any imposition on a business to say, yeah, these are my employees and here are their licenses. And I'm more than happy to bring that back to you all before we send it out to review if you want to see what a notice like that would look like. And it, it's generally just, you know, we're aware that you are a, you know, massage or per, that you are, you know, a massage business. We just want to make sure you're aware that the code requires you to keep a register and that you can't hire licensed individuals. Call us if you have any questions. It's not, it's not punitive. It's just a reminder to businesses that they need to do these things. And I think it'd be good to send to all businesses as a reminder, not just those that don't have some license, because hopefully then they'll be reminding their staff that, hey, I know you're licensed, but have you updated, you know, that with the clerk's office? I, this is Kim, I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's just um, whether it's coming from um, the city that it's time for me to do uh, reading my license was coming directly from uh, you as the city um, into a licensed position um, to businesses. It's just clear and cut, there's no confusion. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you're just putting it out there that there is ordinances to follow. Um, there is, you know, it's written, it's on the books and as a business and just for protection for the body workers and businesses as a whole. I think it's just a great, that, when you stated it that way, that looks really, that sounds really good to me. <laughs> Paula, I think it's really great too, because you know, there's people out there that just, you know, they kind of plead ignorance and feel as though that's a good defense. So I think uh, kind of spreading that net uh, and just kind of letting people know, I think is a really good idea. And are you all comfortable with us getting that out, you know, with that general idea? Or do you want, considering you meet quarterly, do you want to review it at the next meeting? Or are you comfortable with us going ahead and just sending out reminders of what the requirements are? Because businesses are not required to be licensed, but there is code that mandates their actions in, t in terms of keeping a register. So I'm pers this is Kim. I'm personally comfortable with you going ahead and doing that. This and if you want to quarterly just say, hey, just by the way, we sent this out and just letting us know that, you know, this happened and it's out there. But I think that's an excellent idea that you just move forward with it. This is Todd. I agree with Kim. Paula, I agree. Okay, great. Well, we'll, we'll get working on that. 
uh, if there's nothing else for the police department, I think we can let them go. And thank you very much for your report. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. The next item we have on the agenda is to receive the Bodywork Practitioner License Report. Okay, I have shared my screen. This is just some data we've put together. Um, do you want me to take the leader? You can. <laughs> okay, so we have spoke previously about um, our struggles with our current um, uh, licensing software, um, how it's hard to track that data. So we've been trying to do so. Um, you can see we've added to the last report we provided that so far, six months into the year, um, we've had nine new applications and currently have 160 licenses active. Um, this is all based off the submit date per year. So any license, these are all in regard to licenses that were submitted in 2022. The active date is not a true, that's the active date of when we pulled that number not active per 2022. That's the number that is hard for us to track. We are implementing new software in late October, early November, which we hope to have much better data from. And um, we are also interested in having, maybe visiting it, revisiting the conversation about what you are wanting to see from us as far as data goes so we can get that a little more perfected for you. Yeah, and I'll just add that the um, licensing software we're changing to is going to be, um, will affect every business um, or individual that's licensed through our office, and we'll be getting out communication soon to all of those stakeholders. It will now be all online. Um, and so instead of submitting a physical application, you'll go to the software and basically renew or apply for your license in that system. And so um, we'll make sure we'll, we'll be communicating to the bodywork community, but also every licensee. Um, again, it won't affect anyone until they renew their license or any new licensee. But that system should have better um, tracking and reporting built, well, does have better tracking and reporting built in so we can um, pull the data. Right now, if somebody applies today and um, we set an expiration date and then they renew, it just extends it from the beginning of the license. We know the length of their term, but um, if for some reason they don't renew and that's closed, we don't really know exactly within the system when they closed, when the license closed out or um, so it just, it doesn't, it's hard for us to trend how many people were licensed in 2022. How many license, people were licensed in 2023 to see if we added licenses or if licensees are going down, just based on how it renews those. So, and I know you're all in, I think that's the trend you've been interested in seeing and that's what's been difficult for us to do without it being a very manual process. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't have any questions. Uh, does anybody else have any questions? I do. I don't. <laughs> this is Todd. I uh, got a, from the city, I got an email, uh, a survey about the, uh, uh, trying to rework how the boards, the advisory boards are for the city, all, all of them in general. And um, they were talking about the massage, uh, in body worker massage advisory, uh, or that capacity to be under the health department instead of uh, the body workers. And I'm just wondering if you, have any input or, or, you know, it seems like, you know, most of the time that would probably be okay, but 
I can't imagine that anyone at the health department would have specific uh, you know, knowledge base on uh, how to uh, bodywork issues like we had uh, one uh, incident come up with a, a male therapist and I think that the input of the body workers on the board were able to show that this person didn't do anything that was outside of the uh, of uh, massage or body work guidelines and then someone else that came and they were uh, you know accused of a felony and they were appealing their um, their uh, the license being pulled and you know I don't know if if it, probably anybody would have said no <laughs> on that but we we had that uh, ability you know so if somebody has an issue they can go to a, a board of their peers and so that wouldn't really be your peers anymore if it was the health department doing this function. So I do attend those meetings. It's the advisory board structure committee, um, and I'm the staff liaison for that, so I can let you know where that stands. So um, they do at their last meeting, and I mean, you can watch the video, they do have a recommendation, um, and part of that recommendation is to have the function of the advisory board, but I don't believe it's the function of the advisory board go to the health department, but the advisory board itself, the liaison to that would be more um, the health department because of the type of work that they do. Um, I I think part of, and again, I don't want to speak for them, but first I'll, let me, I'll finish. The next step for that is that recommendation would then go to the city commission. So currently there, that is going to be put in the form of a recommendation that they'll review at their next meeting. Basically just how that information is going to read, summarizing their discussion, why they're making the recommendations. Once they approve that at their next meeting, it'll go to the city commission. Then it'll be up to the city commission who, who may make changes, adjustments, might, uh, you know, they can do, take none of it, take part of it, change it, update it, mm -hmm. and then it would be direction. Either they may send it back to the board to do more work, they might send it then to staff to make the actual code changes to do that. Through that whole process, um, obviously there will be able to be public comment from all of you on that. My understanding is that it would be more that the board um, would still exist it would just maybe be more under the purview of the Lawrence Douglas County Health Department because of, I, I, I reflect back to when you all, during COVID, there was conversation about what do we do as a board when people ask us questions about how to do this safely. Well, that's really better, a lot of the aspects of mm -hmm. what you do are better advised probably by the health department. Now, not related to licensure, but those would still go to a board if there were questions. Mm -hmm. That's how I believe they're, pre they're mm -hmm. presenting it. And again, then there's a transition. So if they make that recommendation and the commission says we agree with that, what that transition looks like, you all would be involved in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm as stakeholders, mm -hmm. what exactly does that mean? Mm -hmm. And how would that function and what would that look like? Does that answer your question? Yes, I, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Nothing you. Nothing is settled or finalized, but I, that's my understanding of what their, um, the thought process behind mm -hmm. maybe having the board be under, or, you know, Douglas County has advisory boards. Um, I know there is a health board, so maybe this board, the board would still exist, but again, um, have the health department as the staff liaison. Mm -hmm. but, it, uh, but it has yet to be determined. Right. Thank you. <laughs> this is Paula. So my question, I guess, on, on that, that brings up, and maybe you can't um, answer it, is that, so this board or liaison, would that, would it be insurable that they had body work workers on that board? I just know that when this was discussed, um, one of the committee members that had said, discussed it, said that his thought was that it would still exist as a board. It would just be under the health department. 
that's as far as the conversation has has gone and then they are charged with the transition plan um, but they discuss perhaps don't work on a transition plan until they know what the commission is interested in and then those conversations would would come into play how exactly will that work and what will that look like I see okay and it, I would say at the state you know a lot of most states have licensure of this type of work at the state level, and it usually is more of a health board right. that oversees that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do we have any other comments or questions on this agenda item? I don't. Todd? I don't. Okay. The next agenda item we have is new business. Does anybody have new business? I don't. Todd, I don't. This is Carla. So having no other items, we've come to adjournment. Uh, do we have a motion and a second to adjourn this meeting? Todd, I move to adjourn. I second. All in favors? Aye. Aye. Todd, aye. I heard Kim say aye. So all are in favor of adjourning the meeting. The meeting is now adjourned. Thank you all so very, very much. Thank you all. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you.